When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on tape from the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York City, it's Stephen Colbert! Hey! Oh, that nice. Oh, man. Talk about nice. What's up, beautiful? Sorry to throw you. Such lovely people. Such lovely people joining us tonight in the Ed Sullivan Theater. Welcome to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. And it is a beautiful... I hope you guys, hope you guys got out. It's a beautiful fall day today. I mean, I went for a walk. I feel like a million bucks. And that's not nearly enough because everything is getting so expensive. <laughs> today, the Labor Department revealed that U.S. inflation reached a 30-year high in October. That's the highest since 1990. Back then, economists said this about the price of a gallon of milk. You're unbelievable. All your favorite stuff. All your, all your favorite stuff is more expensive. Prices have gone up for autos, energy, furniture, rent, and medical care. That is terrible. One of my favorite things is being mobile, warm, comfortable, dry, and alive. <laughs> But these rising prices might not even matter if you can't find any stuff to buy. And I'll tell you all about the latest shortages in tonight's Cargo Unchained. But wait, there's less. We've been hearing a lot about food shortages, but now there's a shortage of the place the food goes. Because America is facing a takeout box and to-go cup shortage. Which is why McDonald's has started serving the 20-piece McHandful. It's not just... It goes right anyway. It saves time. It just saves time, man. Just hold it with that, though. Just, just put my mouth right over the deep fryer. <laughs> it's not just things. It's the people who bring the things to the places where the things go. Shipping companies are experiencing a shortage of truck drivers who haul more than 70% of domestic cargo shipments. The other 30% is hauled by moms with minivans in the Costco parking lot. <laughs> now, <laughs> some trucker moms here tonight. <laughs> to end the shortage, the trucking industry is working on recruiting more women and young people. Yes, we need to tell the youths trucking doesn't have to be isolating. They all talk to each other all the time. We just need to update the CB radio slang. Uh, Breaker Breaker, what's up, fam? This is your boy, Postal Malone. <laughs> I'm about to high-key yeet these packages straight to your crib, no cap. That's the T. It's a vibe, squad. 10-4. Chalamet. <laughs> That's a big Chalamet, my friend. <laughs> There's also bad news about Santa. 
the trucker of the sky. <laughs> Due to labor shortages, Santas are in short supply. Now, if there are any children watching at home, go to bed. <laughs> also, Santa is fine. He's just trapped in a shipping container off the coast of Shenzhen, China. But he's got plenty of reindeer to keep him company, and he probably won't eat more than one. <laughs> Here's the deal. With COVID restrictions lifting, demand for Santas is on the rise, but amongst the Santian community, concerns about the virus are still high, since actors who play Santa tend to skew toward older, heavier-set men. <laughs> so, we obviously need skinny actors with beards. So, kids, say hello to jolly old Saint Jared Leto. <laughs> really? I guess so. Yes, I've never seen Santa with abs. It's disturbing. <laughs> now, if you can't get a Santa, you might be able to get his better half because some of the Santa gigs are being filled by Mrs. Claus, who's increasingly getting solo bookings. That's great. But since she's doing her own appearances, maybe we stop calling her Mrs. Claus. Her name is Kathy. <laughs> but she likes snowboarding and online poker. But you never thought to ask that, did you? <laughs> Speaking of old, fat men in red hats... Former President Air Force One. <laughs> this week. Right there. Do we have a time machine? Do we get a time machine? This week, the January 6th Select Committee has subpoenaed 16 former associates of the former president, including Michael Flynn, Stephen Miller, and Secretary of Health and Human Services, Chicken Bucket. The committee has also subpoenaed hundreds of pages of White House communications during the lead-up to January 6th. The former president sued the National Archives to prevent the release of anything. But last night, a federal judge denied his attempt to withhold records from the January 6th committee. <laughs> woo! 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 Here, <laughs> Here comes the judge! That is the worst denial for the former president since any time he tried to hold his wife's hand. The former president... Here's the deal. The former president was arguing that even though President Biden had waived it as a former president, he retained a residual right to assert executive privilege. You don't get to keep any part of a job you lost. That's why... It's all gone. That's why you didn't see Christian Bale playing Dick Cheney in a Batman suit. <laughs> the judge did not buy that argument either. In her ruling last night, she wrote that the former president's request to assert executive privilege is outweighed by Biden's decision not to uphold it because there can be only one president at a time. <laughs> there it is. There can only be room for one in this time. But not in my hit new CBS sitcom, President Twins. <laughs> one's a Republican, one's a Democrat. Both are hilarious. <laughs> then the judge delivered the knockout blow, writing, presidents are not kings and plaintiff is not president. <laughs> Damn. Damn. I have not seen such a brutal attack on an elected official since January 6th. 
Speaking of liars, we have an update about Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Seen here consulting his doctor. In the last week, Rodgers tested positive for coronavirus, revealed that he had lied about his vaccination status, and admitted that he takes ivermectin. Sounds bad. But what kind of judgment do you expect from a guy who appears on national television with a man bun? <laughs> Turns out being an anti-science liar is something some corporations don't want to be associated with, because this weekend, Prevea Health, a healthcare organization in Green Bay, announced that it was terminating its partnership with Rogers effective immediately. Okay. Effective immediately. So the opposite of ivermectin. But not all of the quarterback's corporate partnerships are ending because despite the controversy, State Farm announced it's standing by Rogers. Okay, you can stand by him, but mask up. He's not vaccinated and he's got COVID. This means Rogers. This means Rogers is now the insurance spokesman most associated with crazy conspiracy theories. And keep in mind, one of them is an actual lizard man. <laughs> Apparently, this controversy uh, took Rogers by surprise because Rogers didn't expect the negative response and is very unhappy, according to a source. That source? His face. <laughs> so, so. Yesterday, Rogers went back on the podcast that got him in trouble in the first place and said this. I made some comments that, that people might have uh, felt were misleading. And, uh, you know, to anybody who felt misled by those comments, I take full responsibility for those comments. But in the end, I have to stay true to who I am and what I'm about. That's what's called a conditional apology. Yeah, I lit some matches that some people may have felt burned down the garage, and to anyone who feels the garage is now a smoldering pile of ash, I take full responsibility, but I gotta stay true to who I am, a pyromaniac. So, if you'll excuse me, hand me that can of gasoline, the flames are calling my name. Daddy's coming. Daddy's coming, my children. Rogers rogered on. Hate is not going to uh, bring us out of this uh, pandemic. It's going to be connecting and, and, and love. No, it's going to be masks and vaccines. <laughs> you can't get into my audience because you went to the love tester and got hot tamale. Yesterday, the NFL fined Rodgers and the Packers for violating COVID-19 protocols. Whew! Now that COVID protocols are being enforced, we can get back to safely enjoying the beautiful game of 300-pound men crushing each other's spines like a sleeve of Ritz crackers. <laughs> Rodgers attended a Halloween party despite being unvaccinated, for which the NFL fined him $14,650, which sounds like a lot of money, but it's the equivalent of finding an average American $33.80. Or one beer at a Packers game. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is not alone. A lot of middle-aged men are hesitant to get vaccinated, so some businesses are now giving out incentives. For instance, in Austria, a brothel is offering free sex to patrons who get the vaccine on site. No word on the brand of vaccine, but I assume it's Johnson & Johnson... Ben Johnson. We got a great show for you tonight. My guest is Aubrey Plaza.
questionnaire to one Mr. Bruce Springsteen. But when we come back, is your sex life hurting the earth? And if so, is the earth into it? The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free starting May 1st with a 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. So excited! It is getting a little, it's getting a little nippy in here. Yeah, it's is it cold, cold outside? Was it cold outside tonight? No. <laughs> it is. I cannot feel oh, my yeah. toes in this room. Yeah. But I like it that way. You know, when you checked last time, it was 56 degrees in here. Do we know what? Do we know what temperature it is in this room right now? It's at least that. Okay. Well, <laughs> it keeps the audience fresh. You know. You think so? Yeah, exactly. They're like, like sticks of celery, just, sticks of celery, just ready to snap. Wow. John, I'm very excited. Yeah. One of one of my favorite, most delightful performers and guests is going to come out in just a moment. Aubrey Plaza is going to be out here in just Aubrey. a moment. Yeah. A delight in every and in every way. Yeah. Such a lovely, lovely person. Also, John, tonight, you know the Colbert questionnaire, the yes. scientific way by which we get to know people, That's plumb right. the souls of the top celebrities in the world. Mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen will be taking the Colbert questionnaire tonight. That's a big one. The boss. Woo! <laughs> Folks, I'm a regular guy. I like pizza and afternoon naps, and I live in constant fear that we're all going to be killed in a global warming-induced flame tornado. But it <laughs> seems like world leaders aren't fixing anything. Luckily, one industry is stepping up because there's a new trend of eco-friendly sex, <laughs> which is not, as I thought, when you do it with your Prius. <laughs> not what the charging port was four. I misread the signals. That's on me. Turns out it was the hazards. But apparently we can change not only our sexual habits, but even our sex toys to help the environment. And I'll tell you all about it in my sexy new earth-conscious sex segment, Stephen Colbert's Dildos and Dildon'ts. Here's the problem. Turns out our collective sex lives have a huge carbon footprint And Mother Earth does not have a carbon foot fetish. (laughs) For instance, 10 billion male latex condoms are manufactured each year, and most are disposed of in landfills, while the rest are still in your roommate's wallet. (laughs) The only fully biodegradable option is lambskin condoms, but experts claim they are made from the intestine of a sheep and do not prevent sexually transmitted infections. Yes, they do. 
because you can't get infected if no one will have sex with you because you wrapped your junk in the entrails of a farm animal. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> and it's not just condoms, because many lubes are also petroleum-based and therefore contain fossil fuels, which explains this scene in There Will Be Blood. I drink your lube! <laughs> now, there are eco-friendly alternatives out there. One doctor put out a recipe for homemade lube made from cornstarch and water. Because nothing gets you in the mood like hearing, want some homemade lube? It's my, gra <laughs> it's my grandma's recipe. <laughs> if... Peabody, please. But <laughs> if you're looking to further your... <laughs> if you're looking to further reduce your sexual carbon footprint, experts have other suggestions, like avoiding shower sex. But then how are you supposed to make love while arguing over who should be cold? <laughs> Still, if you want, here's a hot tip for avoiding shower sex. Be over 50. Getting freaky on a slippery surface with these knees? That's a hard pass. <laughs> Experts also recommend getting it on while keeping the light switched off. Okay, fine. But only because it helps the environment, not because I'm ashamed of my body. <laughs> I'm also willing... also willing to stay fully clothed. Now, condom and lubes are all well and good, but what about your sex toys? Good news. One UK retailer just debuted its vegan sex toys range made with vegan-friendly silicone shapes like actual veggies, including a carrot, chili pepper, banana, corn on the cob, and an aubergine. <laughs> really changes how you think about VeggieTales. Have we got a show for you. There is even... There's a lesson in every episode. There's a lesson. There's even non-animal leather vegan fetish gear. Remember, for vegan S&M enthusiasts, the safe word is bacon bits. Coming up, Bruce Springsteen takes the Colbert Questionnaire. Hi, I'm Jordana Abraham. And I'm Dr. Naomi Bernstein. And we want to tell you about Calm the F*** Down, a guided meditation series from the Oversharing Podcast. This is something we've been planning for a long time. It's our most requested segment from the podcast. And these meditations are going to be between five and 10 minutes. They're going to be super quick because we don't have a lot of time. You're going to be so surprised how five to 10 minutes of really thoughtful meditations can transform your whole life. In addition to the first four meditations available at launch, we'll be doing two new meditations every single month. Plus, for the fans of Oversharing Podcast out there, you'll also get ad-free versions of every episode of the Oversharing Podcast. So if somebody wants to become a subscriber, how do they join? It's so easy. You just go to subscribe.betches.com and sign up now for only $4.99 a month. Or you can lock in our discounted rate if you sign up for the whole year. That's subscribe.betches.com. Or if you're in the Apple Podcasts app, you can just hit the subscribe button now and sign up in the app. It's as easy as that. Bruce, thanks for being here. You're always so generous with your time when you're here. You know, you come on for one segment, I turn into an entire show, because it's a vacation for me. Good. 
<laughs> and but one thing is that as, as much time as you've given me over the years, it's really hard to get to know somebody in in these situations because there's an audience observing you. Uh, perhaps you know they're prepared questions, but I really want to know more from some of my guests. The, the biggest names out there, and you obviously are, are, are one of the biggest names in New Jersey-based music. And... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had, I had dinner with Dionne Warwick this weekend. Ooh, that's yeah, cute. there's East Orange. She's fine. There you go. So what I have done, our scientists here at Late Show Labs have come up with 15 questions that have been scientifically designed to pierce the veil that we create between each other to protect ourselves from being known. And you will truly be known at the end of these 15 questions. I want to warn you, this can be a rough ride for some people. Are you prepared to take the Colbert questionnaire? That's my job. I'm here. <laughs> All right. Strap in. Strap in. Number one question. Bruce, what is the best sandwich? <laughs> that's, that's easy. Uh, 3 a.m., peanut butter and jelly, big glass of milk. So that's a classic. That's an American classic right there. What is the scariest animal? The scariest animal used to be the shark because I was a surfer when I was very, uh, you know, when I was younger. But I have been bit several times by a brown recluse spider. Several times. Yes, and they leave a nasty, necrotic sore. And so uh, I would say for me right now, a brown recluse spider. Spiders, I don't like spiders. Wow, wow. May I ask where you were bitten? <laughs> On my lower body. Apples or oranges? Apples. That's exactly right. You can put peanut butter on an apple. And I love that. Have you ever asked someone for their autograph? Yes. Uh, I was with my son watching the New York Yankees in 1998, and that's right. We had a one a, Yankee a, fan. A baseball. <laughs> What's that about? And we had a. Uh, I mean, the '98 Yanks. Come on, we had a baseball at the whole team side. Now, he has a baseball. The whole team wow, side. that's nice. That tends to be the answer. It tends to be a sports figure. Yeah. Uh, what do you think happens when we die, Bruce? Okay, individual consciousness, adios. Uh, but our souls and our spirits, I think, grow and live on with the people that we've loved and who've loved us and with people we've uh, had impact on with our work or with our, in our daily experience. So I'm going with that. That's okay. Right. Favorite action movie? Action. Uh, well, I actually love the picture that no one is going to know called Vanishing Point. I know Vanishing Point. Come on. You never see the, dr the driver never talks, right? And his shifter is a, is, a, is a gun handle, I think. And at the end, he drives right into the bulldozers. You got the end right. <laughs> I don't think he, I think he talks, and I yeah. don't remember the gun handle. But, but anyway, that is the movie, and I can't believe that this many people have seen it in this room. Wow. 
I'm impressed. Do you have a favorite smell? My wife, Patty. Do you have a least favorite smell? Sulfur. Okay. Exercise, worth it? I'm 72. <laughs> so Flat or sparkling? <laughs> Flat. Okay. Most used app on your phone? Siri, get, how do I get to... Navigation, there you go. All right. You get one song to listen to for the rest of your life. What is it? One. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Uh, Summer Wind, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> what number am I thinking of? Seven. No. <laughs> Describe the rest of your life in five words. <laughs> Damn, what a ride. <laughs> Up next, Aubrey Plaza. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, Aubrey. Hello, Stephen. I, I, that's a delightful outfit you have on there. Thank you very much. No, this is, this is, I, the, do I have it here? What? This is, is this, this, I assume is this that? is related to the legend of the Christmas witch. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Tonight I am honoring the Christmas witch. I feel her coursing through my veins. I can feel her. Now, <laughs> now I, was, I was raised a Roman Catholic, and I yes? am not that familiar with the Christmas witch. Well, tell, me, tell, me what, tell me what the book is about, Aubrey. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Christmas witch has always been around. She is Santa Claus's long-lost twin sister. She ended up on the South Pole. A nice Danish family called the Kringles took Santa Claus when they were babies. We all know what happened to him. He got very popular. But the Christmas witch was shafted. She ended up on the South Pole. She has penguins instead of reindeer. And she's just trying to find her brother. She's a misunderstood character. And her story needs to be told. And I'm here to tell it! People need to know! You dedicate this book... Yes. You dedicate this book to, for my mom, a brave witch indeed. Yes. Did she inspire your love of... I love, I assume, of witches? My, definitely. Absolutely. My mother is a witch from Delaware. Um, I don't know if she'd like me to call her that, but, um, <laughs> but sh you know, Delaware is a witchy place. Is it? You know? Oh, yeah. There's lots of forests. There's a, there's a road called uh, Devil's Road. My mom used to pack us all up in the, the van and drive us there to scare us sometimes when 
and she got bored. Um, so it's things like this that mm -hmm. she did that made me who I am today. And, and where did this, where did the story of, of the, you, you, how did you come up with the story of the witch? Yes, I understand. So one night I was. You understand my question yes. that I want to know. <laughs> Yes. Anything about the book. You yeah, 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 yeah. You want to know where it came from. I got it. I got you. So one night I was sleeping and I had a dream. And the Christmas witch appeared to me, whispering in my ear some kind of melatonin induced hallucination. And she said, Be me. Tell my story. And I shot up out of bed and I decided this Christmas I'm going to dress up like a witch and I'm going to go to people's houses and I'm going to throw presents at children. I'm going to scare them, but I'm also going to give them presents at the same time and see I, what happens. I feel like she's repossessing you as you tell the ah, story. Ah, and I would go to the woods and go into the bushes. And I would. Aubrey, come back. Come back, Aubrey. So, whew, that was a big one. Um, so, anyway, a couple Christmases ago, I started this tradition. Did where, you really dress up yes, and wish yes, and yes, presents to children? The character came to me because, uh, look, I love Halloween. I love dressing up like a witch on Halloween. And I get sad on November 1st every year because I can't walk down the street and cackle at the top of my lungs anymore. <laughs> and so I decided I'm going to do it for Christmas this year. And I'm going to throw presents at children and try to scare them at the same time. And I think they'll like it. Mixed signals are thrilling. <laughs> yes. We do have to take a little bit of a break here. I'll do whatever you want. But when we come back, Aubrey is going to spill the tea on her co-stars. Stick around. Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney, the voice of Korra on The Legend of Korra. And me, Dante Bosco, the voice of Zuko on The Last Airbender and General Iroh on The Legend of Korra. Each week, we'll recap and discuss another episode of The Last Airbender. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but... Amazing guests stop by from creators to cast to super fans to chat all things Avatarverse. Are we saying that this is possible in the Avatar universe? Varney, we gotta spread the word. Now fans can also check out our weekly video pods too by subscribing to the official Avatar YouTube channel. That's a lot of fire, isn't it? That's right, we're on video this season, everybody. So whether you're a super fan with encyclopedic knowledge or you're brand new to this incredible world, it's Fire Nation time, Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Brave the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. We're back with the author of The Legend of the Christmas Witch, Aubrey Plaza. Now, I want to ask you about I want to ask you about this which I'm a little bit jealous of. You got to work with the, be the beautiful and talented Mr. Michael Caine, the legend, in, on, on the Michael movie Caine. Best Sellers. Sure. Nice lead. Nice prompt. I love him. What was that, ex what was that experience like to it, work with this man? Well, speaking as Aubrey, it was, um, it was the best. Michael Caine is the best. He's the absolute best. Did he tell you? Because he's an honest-to-God, like, tell-you-stories about the old days. Oh, yeah. He loves star. telling stories. He, he was a, he just, he's like a child. Like, it, he, he's been around forever. He's seen it all. But he still has this, like, curiosity and love for being on set. He knows everybody's name. He's so respectful and sweet. He tells stories every day. He was an absolute delight. And a tremendous actor. It must have been... Like a kind of like a oh, yeah. like an acting program oh, yes. you're in with him. Oh yes, he taught me a lot. Okay. 
Um, we, you know, it was like a road trip comedy, so we were stuck in a car together for, for a while. Um, and, really? uh, oh yeah. <laughs> and he would, he would do stuff like, he'd be like, now, when I'm gonna do my close-up, this is a very bad impression, but I'm gonna it's do it anyway. It's pretty good so far. Pretty good so far. When I do my close-up, watch what I do. I'm gonna save this eye for the camera, and this eye for you. And I think you should do the same. How do you do that? You're not so, a chameleon. I know. And How I'd do you be like, point your eyes in different Michael, directions. Michael, I'm not doing that. I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, I've got two Academy Awards, and you should listen to what I'm saying. He's like, now watch me, darling. This eye for the camera, this eye for you. So he taught me that when the camera's here, so if we were in a movie right now and the camera's here, and you were Michael Caine, you would save that eye for the camera and this eye for me. So can you how try? Do you, no, how do you do that? You're a I think only terrible geckos actor. can do that. <laughs> do it to me. I, okay, ready? Yeah. Camera's here. Yeah. One eye for the camera, one eye for me. Yeah. I want a divorce. You can have one. Okay. So, yeah, so I can't stop doing it. But when we, when we did it, I didn't understand it, but then I swear to God, it really does work. It's like, he's a very technical actor, and sometimes when we'd be in the car, he'd be like, I don't see the bloody camera everywhere. And I'd be like, Michael, you don't need to see that we're driving in a car. Just look ahead and say the lines. He'd be like, where's the camera? Like, he just really lo loves to play to the lens. Um, One thing I found out, Michael, Michael Caine said after this movie, he said, that will be his last movie, the movie he did with you. Aubrey Plaza... Yeah. Did you break Michael Caine? <laughs> Was there any of this action on set, is what I'm asking. Look, I don't know, I blacked out. But once you, once you experience the best, you gotta wrap it up. You know what I mean? How Why about you? Will you do other movies, or is Michael Caine your last movie, too? I'm done, I retired. Me and Michael are going out together. <laughs> I do what he does now. You're gonna fight crime. Yeah. We'll fight everybody. Let's we'll take everyone down. <laughs> now, last time you were here, which was on Zoom, because oh, yeah, I've yeah. not seen you for years in person. Yeah, a lot's happened in the pandemic, huh? Yeah. I dress like this now. <laughs> last time we were here, uh, you talked about doing, uh, we did a segment called Tea at the Plaza. Oh, yeah. Where Aubrey Plaza spills the tea mm -hmm. on her co-stars. Oh. And I was wondering whether you would do that for us again here tonight. Oh. All right? Would, All you, like, right. would you like a cup of tea before you spill the tea? What kind of tea is it? I have the slightest idea. It's dandelion as as I, tea. It's, is it really? Yeah. How do you know? Because I requested it. So you were playing me Christmas just now. Christmas only drinks dandelion tea with her mother Lutzelfrau in the woods. You'll see that. Do you take a spot of cream? Book. Sorry, you take what? any cream right now? No. No, no, okay. Mmm. 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 Mmm, you smell dandelions. Mm. That Ooh. is like drinking grass. Thank you. It's <coughs> just someone mowed a lawn and put that it in a is... pot. There you go. Excellent, excellent Earthy. choice. Excellent choice. Mm. Do, you want, do you want a saucer? Do you want a saucer there? Yes, there darling. you go. Okay, I will give you the name of, of a co star. Oh, God. And you. Spill the tea. All right. No pressure. Spill the tea on Michael Caine. Michael Caine. He is a naughty boy. <laughs> he likes to stick his toes in electrical outfits. Outlets. Spill the tea 
on Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart smells like cinnamon and gasoline. And I heard that she secretly wants me to officiate her wedding, but she's too afraid to ask. I can't imagine why. <laughs> Molly Shannon? Okay, Molly Shannon is one of the led, most legendary living con artists alive today. And this is not a joke. I just read, I'm, I'm serious. I, I can, just read. So far I can tell. Molly Shannon conned her way into Hollywood and she knows what I'm talking about. Because I just read her autobiography and it is juicy and it is good and it's coming out in April. I'm gonna promote her book. I don't give a her book, her book really is so good. Does she really have a memoir coming out in April? Yes, and it's called Hello, Molly. <laughs> and it, it's coming out Really? In, I'm telling you, it's so good. I cried, I laughed. It's brilliant. Everybody should get it after they get the other one. <laughs> Your book. Yeah. The Christmas Witch. Yeah. The, the no, other really. one. Well, all of that was... Scandalous. I know. That's a scandalous revelation, Molly. I know. I mean, not Molly. No, I am Molly. You got me thinking about Molly Shannon. I'm only thinking about Molly Shannon now. I wish I was Molly. And I Spill wish I wrote the tea on book. Aubrey Plaza. What do we not know about Aubrey Plaza? Oh, Aubrey Plaza's boring. She doesn't do anything interesting. She, uh... <laughs> what? Nothing. What am I supposed to say? I don't know. Um, she can play the saxophone, okay? You can play this. She can play the saxophone. You can you really play the saxophone? Yeah. Yeah, me, Bill Clinton. Um, Who plays the saxophone better, you or Bill Clinton? Definitely Bill. How long did you play? Just since I was a little kid. And how long did you play? Like long. Like long. Like at can one time. Can you be any more specific? <laughs> no, not one individual song. Oh. How old were you when you started playing? Oh, oh, uh, I don't know. Probably like. You know, fifth grade or something. Okay. You know, I was just in the band or whatever. And then, do you, have you have you kept it up? Yeah, I try, but it's it's a hard instrument to whip out and practice because it really annoys other people. It's, um, it's unless not you pra unless you practice, and then it's yeah. quite delightful. Yeah, I practice in the woods sometimes. That's where I get my real work done. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is the next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown, new season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount Plus.